Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 161, February 25th, 1995. We are counting down to only 39 more of these to go after this one. Been a fun ride, but enjoy it while you can. Um, I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Hopper. The recording schedule is perilous these days. And if you folks knew what was going on in uh, my personal life, really, to be honest with you, um, it's nothing bad. But, you know, sometimes uh, tragedies strike and death can happen. Tragedies is nothing bad, but tragedy strike. Very well, confusing. I've got a I've got a situation with a family member who is um very ill, and it's um you know we're having to work around schedules because of that, and uh, that's why what you're what you're saying here. is is that I have been incredibly flexible to accommodate you, and you're welcome. Well, and unfortunately, if I tried to accommodate you and Hopper, I couldn't. That's the problem, and I'm the one who records this shit, so. There, there you have it. <laughs> I'm the producer. We need an we need an intern. Um, I don't know if an intern would help because at the end of the day, you would be talking to no one. What are you talking about? Oh, you mean if you and Harper can uh, that would be the day. I, I'm I'm gonna do. We're gonna do that one day. Just out of the blue, I'm gonna be like you and Harper record the show. I'm just gonna sit here. That sounds great. It, it would it would go like this. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 161 from February the 25th, 1995. Harper, how you doing? I'm good, bruh. Living a dream, brother. Yeah, me too. Hit the tagline. <laughs> that would be the show. Or you would have the video on in the background. And we'd just go, hey, look at that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like that too. Get the tagline. That's the other part. Y'all, y'all are y'all are talking generalizations about what you're seeing, but you're not describing any of it because that's what you two like to do. But anyway, again, uh, real quick, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, who for all intents and purposes are our largest sponsors of this show. They are sponsors, essentially, and our patron contributors contribute to this show monthly. So thank you very much. This is taping number two from Lenore, Lenoir, North Carolina, Mulberry Street Rec Center. Uh Doc. How you doing this morning? You good? Uh, I'm blessed and feeling like uh, I'm getting ready to be a blessing. Uh, Yeah, I I just, I, I, you know, this is not going to be the best episode of Smoky Mountain, but it's a really good one. And man, I'm torn. I got to tell you, I'm having mixed feelings because. I've really enjoyed the last few years taking this ride through the smoky mountains but i am going to be real happy when we're done so uh, i'm i'm it's bittersweet i think as we start to near the end um i don't think there's anything wrong with you saying you're gonna you're, you'll be happy when we're done i mean um it's been a, we'll, a lot of work we'll find new things we'll find new things to do yes you are correct it's been a lot of work um but it's been a lot of fun at the same time and 
you know, we committed to this thing and um, we're, we're going to stick with it through to the end. That's so. right. All the way, man. You finish the race. You 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 run all the way through the finish line, not up to it. You know, the good news is it's when we're done with this, it frees up time to do more stuff for our patrons. So I know. agree. I think that's the real thing is that, you know, we haven't had a problem doing Smoky Mountain. Because for the most part, other than those first few months getting off the ground, Smoky Mountain is a hell of a promotion, so it's good stuff. It's going to be kind of a grind here in about three or four months when the, when this thing starts to really, I'll just spoil it here. There's a show in August that's huge with big ass names and lots of stuff going on. And from that show in early August to the end is kind of, yeah, you don't want to see it go away, but it's like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about February 25th and whatever shithole this is. Right. So let me start the Patreon recording. And um, I just started the recorder for our Patreon video for this episode. And it is again, episode 161, February 25th, 1995. Uh, Les and Jim Ross kick off the show and they open the show. They run down the lineup for the week. I won't really get too deep into it. Well, you should. Why? Billy Black is back. Well, I mean, I was going to get there shortly, so I I didn't want to just throw it out there now. But uh, we'll talk about that when we get to him. Anyway, they open the show running down the lineup for the week and they throw us straight to the ring where it is the Inferno. Or, you know, they don't say which one versus Boo Bradley. And um, Boo is still wearing Cactus's tights. I just, I don't know why, but I made that note. He's got Cactus's tights that I'm sure smell really, really good. And uh, JR talks about Sunday Bloody Sunday where Boo Bradley and Chris Candido will battle in a dog collar match. And the loser will be leaving Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, Boo wins this match with a splash off the top rope and pins the Inferno. Boo retains the TV title in his second defense right here. I'll throw it to you, Doc. Uh, it's an enhancement talent match where Boo is just beating up on this poor bastard. But what do you have? I needed Harper here for this because, you know, I heard Boo come out to Cactus's music. Which is Steppenwolf from like the early 70s, I think. But boo needs his own music but i wonder what it would be and there's no way you can answer this so we'll just table that discussion um i was also wondering do you think boo's tights smell the same as when cactus had them or worse now Mm, he may have washed them when he first got them but so they probably smell the same the stench caught back up let me let me say it like that and boo's theme song um would have been I'm just going to throw this out there because I saw Jericho had them on their podcast this morning. <laughs> Skid Row, you've gone wild. I don't know, bro. You're, you're the t- most awful at this. <laughs> what was your entrance music? I t- I've told you this a few times. You, you just, I know, you but I forget to things. Me. Too many chair shots. So the first one was uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Oh, that's a good one. I like that jam. Um, the second one was... Um, uh, juvenile. Um, rich ends. Whoa! The third one. Were there children in this audience? Yes. <laughs> Come on, bro. This uh, is the nineties, dog. What are you? What, this is the nineties, man. Um, and 
The third one was, God, I don't even remember this, the title of the song. I only used it for a very short time. Uh, was one of Lil Wayne's songs. But anyway. I'll play. I'll play I would have said that he maybe should have come out to Metallica's Welcome Home Sanitarium. Yeah, I don't have a fucking clue what that is, bro. Okay. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't. I do not know. Maybe hey. Crazy Train by Ozzy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to def- to defer to the BTT Army on this one, and they yeah. Will- so everybody, send it to SMU Heavyweight. What would Boo Bradley's entrance music be in Smoky Mountain? Well, Dave Jordan, one of our BTT Hall of Fame Patreon members, whenever you and Harper talk about music, he's real good about like uh, posting a link in the uh, thread of the show of the show on the Facebook group, and he'll always he'll always post uh, what it is and what the song was, and that way everybody can enjoy the things that you and Harper talk about. He's really good about doing those things. So thank you. Okay, well, thank you for doing that. Do it again. Let's see what we get. All right. Uh, so, any other thoughts on Boo Bradley, Doc? Boo's raised his profile, man. He's he's moved up the card here, don't you think? Yeah, TV champion. I mean, going up against loser leave town. What can can he does some? I mean, this week, and then we're going to talk about next week here in a little bit. But he's doing some big moves at the ring too. I mean, he's he's not just a chair swinging freak. We've had this discussion about him too. He's he's he is very much a agile big man. I don't know if many people realize that when we talk about Boo, but he he really is. He's an agile big man and uh he can do a lot of stuff. He hits that moonsault with great ease. Um he's a he's a hell of a worker. He's a hell of a worker. I'm I'm I like I like him in, in Smokey. We've talked about this before and but I'm glad he got out of that comedy gimmick too when he went to ECW cuz I think there's there's something good to that. Someday we need to discuss how many guys went to both that we liked better in Smoky Mountain. Listen, I'm going to put. I agree. I'm going to put the gangsters over there too, but we don't need to have that discussion now. We do need to hear uh, from Boo, I think, don't we? Yes, we need to hear from Boo because after the match with uh, the Inferno, Jr. popped me here. By the way, well, real quick, they replay Candido reluctantly accepting the loser leaves town match against Boo Bradley. Uh, in the previous week, and then Jr. kind of guilted Candido into agreeing to the match, if you recall. And then we'll go to Boo Bradley here, who's with Jr. after the match. Gentlemen, uh, we are back here with uh, Boo Bradley, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, big doubleheader weekend. Boo, you got a big weekend ahead of you. You're aware of that, are you? Yeah, I got. I, I, I got go. I go into the zoo, and I'm going to go see the gorillas and, and and the dolphins. And, well, I don't know. Everybody. I don't know. I don't have any dolphins. There are in the Smoky Mountain area. Uh, <laughs> this is a big weekend for you, you know. Yeah. Well, the zoo has the gorillas. Girls go. Okay, let's. Uh, Johnson City. The, let's let's uh, think about this. This is a pretty serious deal for you. In Johnson City, if you lose the match, you got to eat dog food. If Chris Candido loses the match, he's going to eat the dog food. But Perhaps more importantly, if you lose the match in Knoxville and that dog collar match against Chris Candido, you got to leave Smoky Mountain. You got to leave all these nice people. Well, and you can't come back. Mr. Ross, Jim, it's a good thing you told me about that, you know? No. Chris? No, it's okay. He's okay. But I'll tell you, you see this, Chris? This dog collar right here used to keep this on me and keep me in the backyard, chained up to a tree. Used to feed me dog food. And now I get a chance to make him fly away like a birdie and go leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling. But it's more than that, Chris. Because you treated me 
worse than any man's been treated ever. And when I take this chain and wrap it around your head, and you know, there could be a lot of blood and stuff. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it. Well, he wants to get rough with this, I'm going to get rough. And I tell you, when I get to Knoxville, there's no more fun and games that night. Chris, I hope you got a lot of money because you're not going to be making it here anymore. And that's a promise to everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you hear it from Boo Bradley. We'll be right back. Don't you go away. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Doc, the f- the first part of the promo was hilarious. Uh, you you want to comment on that? The part that popped me was at the very beginning when he said, you got a big weekend coming up. You are aware of that, aren't you? <laughs> That was good. Once again, good old JR pulls out his industrial sized spoon and starts stirring the pot. Um, can you imagine how sad a zoo in one of these little towns would be? I was thinking when he said that, I was thinking about the bear that Harper said, you know, please kill me. Suicidal bear. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I thought about it. So. <laughs> that's what I thought about when throwing was... Cheetos to the goddamn bitch. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> um are you drinking a beer already? No. It's a Pepsi. Okay. A Pepsi. There's a musical reference there for all my punk rock fans from the eighties, but I can't use it on you. Um yeah, I, I I think it's funny also that he goes, I'm glad you told me about that. <laughs> you know, that's pretty funny, too. Uh, this is going to have, this is one of those matches that's going to have consequences. So this is going to affect some things in Smoky Mountain. So, yeah, you got to stay tuned. You got to stay tuned for this one because this is, I mean, the, the loser, the loser is going to leave town. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The loser leaves right. the goddamn town. There's no. They don't half-ass yeah. it. They don't fart around with it. It's a stipulation that's adhered to, and good for them. I mean, that's what you wanted mm-hmm. from the promotion. Uh, when when he started talking about going to the zoo and seeing the elephants and dolphins and then the gorillas, and you know, if you're if you're a Patreon member, you can watch what he does. He starts acting like a gorilla, and Jr. is looking at him like, "What in the flying piss is this?" Like, it's really good. They should have. They should have had New Jack come out later and claim that that was discrimination. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we go to Chris Candido's follow-up after Boo? Uh, no. All right. Let's go to Chris Candido, who's out next, uh, responding to what Boo Bradley just said. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. As you know, the big doubleheader weekend is upon us. Uh, you heard the comments from Boo Bradley. He's ready for that loser leave town matchup in Knoxville. Jim Ross's would never happen if it wasn't for you. You walk around here. First of all, who are you? You think you're some kind of an executive? I know you're nothing but an announcer. And you're the one who stirred all this stuff up. You're the one that brought it up. You're the one that said it in the first place. First of all, Jim, the fact of the matter is coming up this weekend in Knoxville. If Boo Bradley beats me, I gotta leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling for good. And then, you know, I got another place I can go. There's more things I can do besides this, but the fact is, this is where I wanna be. Right here, Smoky Mountain Wrestling and Boo Bradley. And Smoky Mountain Wrestling, that you've agreed to this, you're trying to take away my livelihood, trying to take away the make I make a living. And it's driving me crazy, and it's all because of you. After I beat Boo Bradley and throw him out, I might just throw you out too, and Boo. You're going to wind up right back in Jersey. 
tied to my tree and I'm gonna beat you every day like I beat that cat. You're trying to take away my living. You're trying to finish me up. There's no way. There's no way I'm staying. I'm not leaving. I'm staying right here. There's no way I'm going. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what a confrontation that's going to be. Plus, what a confrontation for the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Championship. I want to tell you something. I got some information right here I want to share with you. We're going to give you a recap on that whole situation. Take you back to last. All right, he's about to throw it to a recap. Um, but uh, I thought uh, Candido was good. He's on fire. Yeah, he misspoke at the end, but it's okay because he's so worked up that he's he can't keep it together. So that works. I agree. Tracy has done that a few times, and I think that's uh, – I think it's good. You're, you know, I mean, it happens in real life. You get so fired up, you 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 kind of fumble your words, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. So, um, he did say there's lots of places he could go. I wonder where that's going to be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard Jim Ross right there. He was about to throw us to a, a replay, and they do throw us to a replay of the dirty white boy undressing Buddy Landell and tearing his clothes off of him after he called dirty white boy, dirty white girl, a horse and a mule and various other names. I know we don't cover replays, but this was she's a mule. This was, I, I mean, I watched this a second time. I'm just gonna let you know that. I usually replays get the little fast forward. This replay though. With Budro going off on Dirty White Girl, got played again. This was a, this was some good stuff. I still fast forward it. Okay. Um. All right. Well, with that said, I need to need to get more moving to uh, Budro, who uh, he's about to cut a promo. So let's uh, let's go to that right now. Here it is. I want to see the white boy Landell get it on. Dirty White Boy. I'm the nature boy, Buddy Landell. I come out here in a $1,500 suit, something you totally know nothing about, coming out here to my victory celebration, and you come out here and rip my suit off of me. It's 11 below zero outside. I'm butt naked standing here, nothing to wear home. You fat I'm going to kick your Sunday, bloody Sunday, baby. Let me tell you something. You diesel-driving, pickle-licking sack of shit. I'm going to kick your stinking brains in. The best thing for you to do is go home, seal the doors and windows up, and cut the gas on. Because I pray to God that you beat Jerry Lawler. Because Sunday, bloody Sunday, I'm going to kick your The big doubleheader week. Budro, for those who aren't Patreon members, which you need to become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTD, Budro is cutting a promo with a tie around his neck, no shirt on, and in his tidy whitey underwear. Those aren't boxers. Those were tidy whiteys. But uh, he's going off, Doc. What else do you have? Well, and he also said he's buck naked, but he's not. But I get what he means. I like fired up buddy here. Um. And I like the fact that he's cursing, man. Bleep it out. But he's hot. Something bad happened to him. So he called him, you know, sack of shit. And he's going to kick his ass a couple of times. I like that. Is sack could of that, shit. Fat ass. feel real is that, yeah, I'm mad, dude. You just you just cost me $1,500 in the ring. Plus, you tried to embarrass me. I, he's not going to come out here and jaw jack for 20 minutes and stand in the ring and trade barbs i'm I'm pissed so just like you stumble when you're pissed i cuss when i'm mad you motherfuckers 
So I'm I'm always good because I uh, at something I you know I write down the timestamps so we can play them. Now this is how you cut a promo when you're mad at someone. You don't sit out there and fart around for 20 minutes on Monday Night Raw at the beginning and jaw jack back and forth and blah blah. Or have blah. some entrance music to bring somebody out so you right. can brand them. They're just hot and they're in their fucking draws and they're cutting a promo. And Budro cut that promo. It was 48 seconds from start to finish. And that's it, and all any, you need. Anything, anything else would have been too long. Well, it's just all you need, man. He's pissed off. He got stripped down to his underwear. He had his clothes and his suit ripped off of him. I, I, WWE, can you watch stuff like this and do it? No, they can't. They don't care. It ain't that First, fucking hot, guys. And, we and, and building me, a rocket. But here's the thing, and this is what they would say, and they wouldn't be wrong, but they wouldn't be right. So you want us to uh, do the things that a small-time regional promotion that went out of business because they couldn't make money do when we've never made more money in our lives. Okay, pal. Well, I mean, they got something with that, but... Well, that's the answer to never having to do anything. I guess. Whatever. Uh, we're here to make money for the shareholders, pal. And right. at the last investor quarterly investor call, they seemed pretty happy. So uh, thanks for watching the shows, and we'll uh, we'll send you a little uh, program for Lance. They seemed real happy while uh, Triple H was leading the investor call, beating his meat. Okay. Well, um, he did that on the investor call. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> well, he jerked himself off verbally. I mean, I'm not going to say he, he he literally didn't do it, but you know what I'm saying. Know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. What Booker? What Booker man do you know that doesn't do that? That's a good point too. Uh, Doc, do you have anything from Lawler's promo? I thought it was really meat and potatoes. Yeah, I thought he was. Um, I don't. I thought he was okay. I thought the one line he had was is that he's sitting in the Motel Six. DWB is. Sitting in the Motel 6, eating his fingernails so bad his stomach needs a manicure. But other than that, it wasn't <laughs> what we've seen in, in previous weeks. But that line was something special. So, yeah, I'd say we could keep moving here. Very good. So let's keep going. We got Dirty White Boy. I'm not, get, I'm not getting paid by the minute here, so we don't have to talk about everything. Well, I mean, it was meat and It wasn't bad. When, I, when we say meat and potatoes, that's a compliment. I don't know if people realize that. Yeah. It's just there's it's not like a a flare See, line. You tried to talk about this shit 160 times. Come on. Well, it's not just that. It's meat and potatoes. He's doing his job. He's talking him into the building, and it wasn't like there wasn't a line in it that would pop you. Is I guess my point. So anyway, it popped me. Well, I anyway. guess. Let's go to Dirty White Boy now, though. He's uh he's got something to say after everything that's been going on. Ladies and gentlemen, saw what happened here last week. You heard some rather heated comments. From Nature Boy Buddy Landell, he made in his underwear. And then, of course, we heard some comments from Jerry the King Lawler as well. What a weekend. The biggest weekend, I would think, in your entire career. Well, this weekend, I've got two big mountains to climb, either in Johnson City or, or K-Town. What I have to do is I've got to walk to the ring, and I've got to beat Jerry the King Lawler for the Smoky Mountain heavyweight title. Now, Lord, I don't know how you can call yourself the heavyweight champion when Buddy Landell... Got that belt for you, buddy. He's the person that put that strap around your waist. You didn't do it. And then after I get through, that's my plans. I plan on walking right straight through Jerry the King Lawler. And then, Nature Boy, 
I seen you out here, you was a little upset. Well, you can expect to get upset a lot more around here because the people I've been talking to has talked to me and they have said, white boy, what is wrong with you? Get back to your old, disgusting, mean way to where if you gotta grab an announcer, I don't care anymore. I'm fed up with you, nature boy. What's gonna happen is I'm gonna rip your head off and shove it down your stubby throat. Whether you like it or not, Sunday Bloody Sunday is going to be real, real bloody. Because Nature Boy, you've talked about my family. You've talked about me. And that's all right if you talk about me. But when you bring my family into it, somebody's got to get their ass kicked. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what a weekend. Don't you miss it. And we will be right back. I like the line at the end. You know, you talk about me, but you talk about my family. Somebody's going to get their ass kicked. That's a great line. I mean, that's the, that is the period at the, the exclamation point at the end of what is a really good promo, which is, I'm a, you know, you, you tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them, and then you tell them what you told them. And that is, that's the way to do it. Yeah, but just see, there's something to the thing what he's talking about. Look, when you're a public figure, you want to, and people go after you and want to talk shit about you. Okay, that's fine. You know, but I, I've, I've always said, like, leave wives and kids out of it. I mean, like, they ain't do shit. You know, they they they, they aren't a part of this gimmick. Uh, so, and, so... Why are you always talking bad about Latrell then, you motherfucker? I'm talking about, like, not me and you. I'm talking about, like, let's say you got a listener out there and all of a sudden he starts going after your kid. Oh, then we... I, somebody's gonna, Dirty white boy. Somebody's going to have to get their ass kicked. That's, what I, that's my point. Like, I could just quit. We could just quit doing this. Well, no. You're missing my point. The point is... I got you. If you want to go after the radio personality, if you want to call us that, podcast personality, I don't Don't care. even go after us. Just don't listen. I, don't, I think you're missing the point. <laughs> I'm not missing the point. I'm redirecting your point. Leave me alone. Because, I mean, we got people who come after me all the time, and I think it's funny. Like, Journey Cornette, or Journey Cornette, as his name is now, he makes fun of me, but I think he's I think he's hilarious. Okay. He was good there. I, that bandana was something he was wearing. Oof. Yeah, it was magical. He being dirty white boy. Goddamn pronoun. And I thought, when he said he was going to get back to his dirty, nasty roots, I was like, maybe he needs to go live in the school bus again. Jesus Christ, no, no. Okay. That was a great episode when Dutch went out to the, to the junkyard yes. and he yes. busted out the back of that school bus drunk, drinking. Yeah. Drinking um, my, my, drinking liquor at what we assume was 7 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. awesome. All right, here we go. We'll keep going because we go to the next match. It is George South of uh, NWA Saturday Night Fame, uh, the uh, famous enhancement talent, all-around good guy. Versus bad boy Billy Black. Now, uh, Billy Black is one of the members of the Wild Bunch. If you have been with us since the very beginning and have listened to all of these shows, which I'm not sure why you wouldn't uh, if you're here at this point, Billy Black was with Joel Deaton, and they were a tag team called the Wild Bunch. In very early Smoky Mountain, they were in the tag team tournament to crown the first Smoky Mountain Wrestling tag team titles. And... Don't get you don't get too used to Billy Black though as he's returned. He doesn't stick around for long. I hate to give out a spoiler, but uh that's uh what I got to say about Billy Black right now. Now, Doc, you kinda hinted towards something with Billy Black earlier, so I'll throw it to you and you give me your thoughts on Billy Black. 
Yeah, they were in the tag team tournament, and they they did a lot of work in Japan, and they sent over a tape before the tournament. And man, I remember me and Harper popping on that. We were like, man, these guys, what? These guys are amazing. And then they just left after the tournament, and we never heard from them again. So I would assume that Billy Black is probably going to be the guy with the second longest interval between appearances. No, no, probably the longest because Gordy came back for Night of Legends. Right. I was going to say Gordy. Uh, so he may be the guy with the longest uh, interval between appearances in Smoky Mountain. Yeah, he literally got close to three, three like a three full calendar years. Yeah. Because he came in and um, that would have been like March or April of um, 92. So he's almost literally three full years. Gordy has already come back technically. So, yeah. Yeah. This guy's got the so, interval. I think we do need to go and find out. Um, were you aware of what Billy Black's entrance theme is? Uh, uh, n- no. What? Go ahead and tell me. Let's try this. If you were going to talk about like the most, and I'm saying this in a good way, so everybody calm down, because I like this band a lot. But if you were going to think about the most prototypical hillbilly band of classic rock, just the guys like Billy Black listen to, who would it be? You're asking the wrong person. Will you just say it? Harper's not here. You're going to have to just spill the beans. Are you aware that there's a band called Leonard Skinner in the world? Oh, yes. Yes. Freebird. Right. Well, yeah. th- this is their song Saturday Night Special, which is actually <laughs> kind of an anti-gun theme because it says Saturday Night Special is a gun. And most people, you know, in that part of the world probably don't pick up on that. Just like they think Born in the USA is a patriotic anthem. That's, so anyway, that's I, actually worse. If you want to talk about non-patriotic anthems that <laughs> born in the USA, right. born in the USA, the beat and the name, the title of the song screams America, but it screams America. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they took our jobs. Um, Billy Black looks like a member of Leonard Skinner, dude. I mean, you should go look up some pictures later. He looks like if he was standing next to him, you, he would, you wouldn't, he's not sticking out. He's blending in. Um, and he also kind of reminds me of like a more agile, younger cousin of Black Bart for some reason. Yeah, he, he looks like he could be related to Bart. That's for sure. Um, and then the only other note I had here was that his top rope elbow was kind of sloppy. Yeah, and again, don't get used to him. He wins with that top rope. We'll talk uh, about why next week. So you got to hold on a week. Yeah, don't get too used to him. Actually, Corny told us why he why he. I'm going to talk about it next week. I have okay. notes. Good, good. All right. Uh, do you have anything from his promo? It's. I want to know what's in the in the sack, because that's the great part about a sack is I want to know what's in it. I mean, that's it. It could be his laundry. I don't give a shit, but I want to know what's in it. And the fact that they're not telling me makes me want to know more. And mm-hmm. then I got worked. So you want to hear Billy's Black's promo? No. Okay. I don't um, think so. Now, if you look at him, though, while he's there, is he on the screen? I, I can't see the screen right now. Yeah, he's on. 
Okay. He looks like the kind of guy who's got all of life's answers. He'll tell you everything, how it ought to all work. <laughs> you know what y'all do? Here's how they're fucking up. You know, this is how it's supposed to work. But if if you push press a little further on him, you realize that he struggles to pay his electric bill regularly. <laughs> but yet he knows how every, he's trying to book everybody else's territory, all the way up to the government and <laughs> geopolitics and the weather and, and uh, Uncle Carl down there. And everything else, but he can't stream together two consecutive months of full power at his house. <laughs> Am I wrong? I think we've all either had a family member like that dude or know someone like him that literally can claim to tell you how to fix all the problems in the world, whether it's political, whether it's religious, whether it's uh, uh, the uh, weather. Hey man, let me tell let me, let me, what you need is Jesus, and we need government out of our lives, but we need to have government do this. A walking contradiction. <laughs> Did you come up with this while you were sitting in the dark over at your house the other night? <laughs> ah, shit. All right, man. Here we go. Oh man, oh. he does look all like I that dude that, that's this, got this, it all this. figured out. Yeah, well, all I'm gonna tell you is, pal, it is not 1875 up in this motherfucker. Well, okay, so let's keep going. We got uh, a promo. It's a confrontation with Jim Ross and the gangsters. Now, first, uh, when they first go to the ring, they replay the gangsters attacking Bob Armstrong. Uh, then they replay the gangsters attacking the Southern boys and Bob Armstrong clearing the ring. And then they finally go to the confrontation with the gangsters and the line that Doc just quoted. So, uh, Doc, you got anything from the replay while I queue up the, the new sound drop that's, uh, we're about to play? Man, I feel bad for the gangsters. They're having to fight everybody. And I mean everybody. What do you think the people in the Smoky Mountains? When they're watching on their black and white TV and they see this big old X flag behind Jim Ross or thinking. Keep the race war. The race war that we've been. The race war that Pappy told us about has finally come to fruition. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like people in the big cities. I'm talking about these little outlier Smoky Mountain towns, man. Sitting they, there rocking in their recliner, just stroking their rifle. <laughs> let them let, let try to come here <laughs> they sons of bitches with their X flag they gonna get a piece of this they come around here I don't play that shit up in these parts these are mountain territory it's my territory this is our, this is our country <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can only imagine I'm telling you man you got some they got some old granny who's racist like a mug sitting in her chair this ain't the rest on the way it used to be in the way I like it Turn the damn channel. Turn these damn. She's off. also the woman that, if there was a black family in the neighborhood, would say, "You know, I don't like them on TV, but that little in boy down the street sure is sweet and cute. He's nice. That family down there, they're nice. They're not like the rest of them, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we gotta stop, man. We're flan- we're we're fanning race wars on this show sometimes." <laughs> We get off the block, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Look, man, people, we're just having fun. Calm down. Life's too serious. 
Let's go. There's man. 161 of these things. We got to talk about <laughs> something. Ha ha. This is so funny, though, man. God, I'm just like, look at JR. He's got this X flag behind him right here. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, JR's thinking, man. If only my face didn't get all fucked up, I wouldn't be standing in the middle of this hellhole in front of this stupid-ass flag. I'd be fucking making deals like when I screwed the Crockett's out of all that money with Watts. That's nice. Let's go to JR now, though, and see what he's got to say as he's in the ring with the gangsters. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there you see what happened in the last uh, few weeks here on Smoky Mountain Wrestling. As I said, this is a huge weekend for your group. Let me tell you something. It's 1995, not 1875, meaning I can beat a white boy and they can't put me in jail for it. I don't care nothing about you rednecks not liking me. This weekend, oh yeah, it's going to be a doozy. We going to beat up a whole lot of folks. Y'all don't like me because why I come and do as I say I'm going to do. We done beat everybody you done put in front of me. Now, Heavenly Bodies, Jim Cornette, I don't care who it is. The gangsters in and that garbage is out. The junkyard dog days are gone. The tap dance and two ghost Scorpio days are gone. The gangsters in. And if you don't like it, I don't care. I don't care about these fools not liking me. I didn't come here to be like, I came here to get paid. And whether you like it or these rednecks like it, it don't make no difference. Because as long as the money coming, New Jack gonna keep kicking butt, whether it's black or white. It don't matter, cause I don't like no damn body. Well, I think the feeling is mutual. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I think we've heard all this we need to hear. We'll be right back. Uh, You quoted it a second ago, Doc, when he says it's 1995, not 1895, meaning I can beat a white boy and not go to jail for it. God damn, that had to be impactful in this area. And then I thought he was... Bru- and he- also the JYD, the JYD line is where he should have left it. Two Cold Scorpio was not well known enough. I mean, I popped on it, but the JYD line was... That was... That was, that's a stiff line, man. Because JYD was the one that even the white people, the racist white people, found put a place in their cold black hearts for, and let in. And he's like, "Nah, them days is over. We ain't trying to be that." So I'm glad, and I apologize for the. You keep that damn dog quiet, man. Let me tell you something, people. I've seen this dog that's barking. If you want to talk about a little weenie dog, that's an annoying piece of shit. That's it. Like dogs, and, Doc. And I love dogs. Love dogs. I, I I love dogs more than I like people. But is that dog annoying, Mike? Bro, he he bought he he's like all bark, no bite, and he barks at anything and everything. And it, you know, it's my mother-in-law's dog, and you know, they 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 just left to go out of town to, to take take care of some family business that's uh, going on, but. So the dog is, um, he's running around and you usually don't hear him because the mother-in-law usually has him, but he's a piece of work. So speaking of the dog, what'd you think of that JYD line? So that's your boy. I want to go back to that. Uh, I actually think new Jack is, he's really, really inciting a race war because the thing is the dog was loved by white people, black people. Everyone loved the dog. He, he really united people. And so he makes that reference. And I actually like the two cold Scorpio reference because Scorpio, although not as definitely not as well known as a dog. If you remember him, 
during that 90s phase in WCW, he's out there shucking a job and he's dancing, you know, and in he's coming across as just, you know, the, the, the happy go lucky, one of the good ones. And that, that, that he might be termed. And, and I thought that Jack calling him that was perfect because he's like, look, we ain't here to sing and dance. We ain't here to shuck and jive. We ain't here to beat a dog and fight for the white people too. We here to fight for us. Like he's if saying, you, that. if you could only do one, would you rather shuck or jive? Neither. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's what I took from that. That's why I thought him talking about Scorpio. Because see, the dog, the dog was out there growling and scrapping and fighting, but he wasn't shucking and jiving. JYD didn't shuck and jive as a, as a as a an African American professional wrestler. He was no shuck and jiver. Scorpio, he was shucking and jiving at WCW with that Marcus Bagwell thing. The real him. thing about what I've heard about Scorpio is, is it's amazing that he could tap dance like that as high as he was. Well, yeah, that was the other thing because I think <laughs> um, I think didn't Shivani has said that right? I Bischoff too, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. So anyway. I thought this was a really good promo because he's out there saying, I don't care what it is. I, cause the thing of it is, is he's, he's saying what all wrestlers really think, regardless of race. If you, if you peel back the onion, is I don't care what color you are. I came to get paid. Yeah. It's a job. And he's really breaking kayfabe, but nobody's going to see it because they're too wrapped up around the other stuff that's happening. Yep. I'm with and you. so it's it's a really effective promo, and I thought this was just really, really good. Excellent, excellent stuff. And so, again, he didn't stand out there for 15 minutes. He got in and got out. He sure the hell did, and that's a great point, too. God damn, when they stand out there for 40 years, it pisses these, me off. These sons of bitches today are acting like they get paid by the word, man. I need you to make me feel something in the shortest amount of time possible. Well, when you got and all I feel to today feel. when I watch it, bored. Yeah, when you got three hours, feel I guess this. Man, I got a seven-year-old who looks at me and goes, "When are they going to start wrestling?" Wrestling, and I'm like, "I, I don't, I don't know, son." Right. <laughs> He's not alone either. Uh, just so you know. All right, so let's keep going. Uh, they they show a brawl in the hall plug where Tommy Noe is running down the card for brawling hall. We're going to talk more about that another time. Um, not right here. And then they go to Jim Cornette, who's out there. He's with JR. He's going to cut a promo and uh, respond to New Jack. And um, holy shit, let's go to that right now. Here it is. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thanks for being with us here this week on Smoky Mountain Wrestling. As we said, we are right in the middle of the big doubleheader weekend in Johnson City in Knoxville. What a weekend for you. I talked to the gangs as early as you heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard them in the back in the locker room. People can hear them three miles away. As a matter of fact, let me ask everybody a question. When you saw New Jack out here, don't you agree that a mind is a terrible thing to waste? Huh? New Jack comes out here flapping those lips, making more static than a $2 radio, running everybody down, running everything down. The people of Smoky Mountain Wrestling are sicker of hearing him than they ever were of hearing me. But I'm going to tell you one thing right now, gangsters. At Johnson City, it's a brawl in the hall. It's going to be a Smoky Mountain street fight with the heavenly bodies. And before I even talk about Sunday Bloody Sunday, just in case you don't remember how bad the bodies are, I want you to take a look at a piece of tape that I brought of the heavenly bodies kicking the bejesus out of Rick and Scott Steiner for the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team title. I know you got that tape. I want to see it. Let's take a look. 
All right, so that was a hell of a line. And then Cornette, before we talk about the promo, Cornette throws it to a video package of the bodies giving the Steiners the business in WWF. Uh, there's some nice 1970s-style music laid over the video. I don't know what it is. It sounded a little bit like uh, the music from Rocky Three when Clubber Lang was training, but uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, Doc, what do you have from Corny's actual promo there in his line about the making more static than a $2 radio? I like the a mind is a terrible thing to waste because that was the NAACP's tagline back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. Um, the other thing is, I, I thought here in the old, <clears throat> in the old, I wish Harper was here for this. Um, in the old sitcoms in the seventies and eighties, they would show like Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley did have these dance contests on TV where they would dance until the judge comes around and like taps them on the shoulder and then they're out. I would like to see Corny and Lawler sit down for a one-liner trade-off where they keep going until one of them runs out of one-liners to, to say about the other one. And I think you could go for a couple hours. Well, what would make that really good would be Lawler, Cornette, and Bobby Heenan. Right. That would just go on for Sitting in a triangle, years. just kind of playing the dozens on each other. Imagine being in a car with those three and you just and you're driving and you're just standing. Yeah. Well, eventually they'd get tired of busting on each other and I'll turn on you. Probably. But let's just assume that you they didn't. Let's just assume you're you're driving and they can't turn on you and they're just talking and giving one liners. If you don't have a recorder going when they're gone, you might be the dumbest some bitch on the planet. You need to be recording that to play somewhere later because that would be a great yeah. car ride. Yeah, I agree. All right, so Cornette there, anything else from him? No. Yeah, I thought it was good, man. I mean, he that line, New Jack was out here flapping his lips, making more static than the two-hour radio. It's not the greatest, but it's it's a good one. All right. So then they, um, you know, if you're watching on Patreon, again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Two bucks a month, as little as that, you get a lot of the video reviews. And for a little bit more each month, you get the Crocker Promotions pay-per-views, Clash of Champions and whatnot. We are rolling with uh, our Patreon stuff that we've done in the last uh, six to eight months or so. There's a lot up there. 200-plus episodes, again, at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right. After the video clip that they show the uh, Steiners and uh, Del Rey and Dr. Tom in WWF, they go to Jim Cornette and Bob Armstrong. Uh, I felt like it was a commercial trying to get the people into the building for Johnson City on February 25th and then Sunday Bloody Sunday on February 26th. So, Doc, I don't know if I was going to play it because it was, it was more or less a, an infomercial. Uh, essentially I, did, I, I didn't I didn't have anything, son. So you're good. OK, that's what you I don't have, You don't have to apologize all the time, pal. Well, no, I mean, literally, they, they all they did was. They it, they basically ran down the card like Tony Schiavone used to do uh, on like the yeah I'm, look I'm not I'm not corny and Armstrong and you're not New Jack I'm not trying to hold you down Jesus Christ all right uh, which we will talk about the brawl in the hall and Sunday Bloody Sunday because there we got some, some things Bart we got some things coming up real soon about this promotion we're gonna have to get get real serious about because some things about to pop off right. Sure are. We got a friend we got to get on this show talking about these things that are popping. Who? Out. Is it Tim Horner? It ain't Tim Horner. Is it Jim Cornette? No. Even Is it better. Inferno Brimstone? No. But we'll keep going. All right. We got the Wolfman it, and Anthony. Is it a Kentucky? Is it a Kentucky hillbilly? That may be a, <laughs> a Kentucky hillbilly, uh, which he will love that term when um when he comes on. 
Are you pissed? Oh, he's a, no, I, I would never call him that. That was you that said that. <laughs> okay. Ashland, Kentucky. There's your hint. Um, the Wolfman and Anthony Michaels take on Unibom and Al Snow, who joins commentary at the start of the match. Al Snow says Michael and Wolfman look like the Rock and Roll Express. Al Snow must have been sniffing glue or something. Unibom wins with ease when he hits Wolfman with a powerbomb. Snow leaves the commentary table and goes in to put the boots on the Wolfman and Michaels. And Morton and Gibson out of nowhere make the save. And then Morton and Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express, challenge Unibom and Snow to a match right there on the spot. First, Doc, do you have anything from the Wolfman and Anthony Michaels versus Unibom and Al Snow, who Al Snow didn't even work the match. He was just at the commentary table the whole time. Well, that's the only note I had is that I really liked that. I thought that was some arrogant bullshit for Al Snow to just say, these guys are so pitiful and my partner's so great that I'm just going to go do commentary. I thought that was some heelish behavior and so i liked it totally agree i totally agree uh so we'll keep going we got again you just heard me say the rock and roll challenge unibom and al snow so they go straight to a match where it is the rock and roll express versus unibom and al snow the match starts with less than three minutes of tv time so you knew immediately you weren't going to get shit from this match it's very very great Ricky Morton gets busted open when Snow sent him into the ring post on the outside. Morton seems to just retreat, and he goes to the back. But he actually went to the back to get a steel chair. He comes into the ring and hits Al Snow, and then Unibom with a few chair shots. Referee Mark Curtis says, DQ, DQ. Snow and Unibom win as they go off air, but uh, Ricky Morton got his revenge and got his comeuppance when he came in and cleared house with a chair. So that's how this show actually ends doc i'll throw it to you what do you have from the express versus uh unibom and al snow man it's amazing how the rock and roll can just start up feud after feud after feud after feud and some people get tired of it you know there's people in the army and you and harper get tired of it and are tired of them but i mean they're just really good at it they're just solid and here and i mean they're probably, you know, they're probably, you know, still considered main eventers here, but they're obviously past their prime. But they're still real solid. Uh, they, I mean, I think the thing that people get tired of is the promos. Um, if there's one thing we've seen after seeing them for, I mean, you got to think about this, man. We're, we're, we're basically three plus years at this point of seeing them in two different promotions. So we've heard the same promos over and over. That's the thing that I think gets people. They, You know, Corny always says that line, how can I miss you if you never go away? Well, not only did they never go away in these promotions for the most part, they they technically just went away in Crockett that we're doing right now, but they're about to come back and then leave again. Um, if We don't miss them. I mean, we, and we see these same lines a lot of times twice a week. So that's part of it. But Hey, you, you know, they're one of the best tag teams of all time. You put them in there with anybody and they can go. And, um, yeah, you switch dance partners with them and there you go. And, uh, I, I like, I like what they're doing with them here so far. We'll just have to see what happens or if anything happens further. And, uh, that's all I have. Anything else doc from this match though? Uh, no, sir. All right. So, uh, that leaves us with, um, Doc giving out some disability checks before we do so. Make sure you use our Amazon referral link every time you shop on Hey, Amazon. hey, hey, hey. We're not too far. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility here for people to pretty soon start their Christmas shopping. 
I mean, I think there's a shitload of people who've already started doing it, dude. You know that. <laughs> there are people so there. Th- that's a time right there where you can, re- if you don't want, I don't want to become a patron. Fuck those guys. Okay. Fuck us. But here's a way you could really help us is, and it, all it takes is like one extra click and you can help the show and do something. There you go. So go to tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, you can use that link. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. Hey, hey, I've learned something here. You can't just give it to them and say, use it. That, let me help out here, too. You, you say that, and they go, oh, okay, okay, and then they don't. You're going to have to follow up with them. Them being the broads? Yes. Oh, yeah. I know this from personal experience inside my own castle that I get the ug because it's apparently harder. It's a one extra step to go click that link. So it's a major inconvenience. I mean, I, like I tell my wife, and if there's, bookmark if there's the damn link. If if there's anything that broads hate in in 2019 is for them to be inconvenienced in the least. If they came out and said plastic straws were really the reason we're all going to die one day, bitches would be like, but I still need my drink out of the drive-thru, so fuck the planet, man. How am I going to drink this in the car without a fucking straw, y'all? So and then they la- just keep doing Our last vacation, they were serving, um, they were serving those like frappuccino bullshit you know like the starbucks type coffee you know shit my wife kind of likes those things sometimes and uh they were serving them with like edible straws mm-hmm. and um i don't she, like this this isn't like a real straw no it wasn't that she was like god this shit she's like it works but she's like if they think anybody's gonna eat this shit they got another thing coming and sure enough she was like taste this straw and i'm like taste the straw i took a bite of that shit I can't even describe. It was but like here's it was the thing, chalk. Jack. You don't have just because somebody tells you something's edible doesn't mean you have. You to have eat to eat it. it. That was, I did. I told her that too. I was like, you don't have to eat it. She was like, I, I know, mean, I don't but- sit. Around, broccoli's el- edible, but I don't sit around chewing on the shit. So, <laughs> all right. Well, again, become a all patron. I'm, all I'm saying is, is that the first step in the process is for you to give this to your your hose. But you're going to have to do a little follow-up with them because they will wander off if you don't stay on them about this. And this really does help the show. So if you really want to help us out, you're going to have to, you know, maybe maybe we need to get Harper to cut a promo on the bitches. So, again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show. Give that link and follow up with the hose wives girlfriends inside pieces follow up with you know them. maybe maybe you just sit down with your lady and go baby i need to talk to you about something and she thinks she's about to get her ass eaten or something and then you <laughs> you know she's like oh she starts unbuckling her pants like oh let me get this ready for you and you're like no 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 not right now it smells like a, a, a fish ate an onion down there i just need to t- make sure that you're following up and That's using nice this patron link that's nice. All right. So use the link, give it to them, follow up with them, and that's that. Doc, how many disability checks are you going to give this episode? I said it at the beginning. I'm going to stay with it. This is a very good episode. It's not, you know, it's not going to be above nine. It's not going to be um, one of the all-time greats. But for just a weekly episodic 
wrestling show at 46 minutes, man, this was really good. And I'm going to tell you, I, it got a little bit better as I went through this here and having fun and yucking it up with my, my, my homies, um, our homie, um, I'm going to say 8.1. All right. Yeah. I think you're right on the money with that one. And next we go to the government cheese award. I, I struggle with this because it was um, a little bit more difficult than the than the checks. I got to tell you, because there were some candidates here. There, there's very much multiple candidates here, but I, I'm going to go with the person who popped me the most. Um, at the in New Jack and Cornette were good, but I got to go with Buddy in his underwear because Buddy's in his stinking drawers, cutting a promo, and he's angry. So I, I'm going with Buddy Landell, man. I, I got to go with Buddy. So Buddy gets my cheese. Wow. Who you give yours to? Well, I'm going to actually give mine to somebody you didn't even mention. Oh. Man, you talk about my family, you're going to have to get your ass kicked. Well, I mean, that's a good one, too. I'm going with the dirty white boy because that line got me. And, I, you know, it's. E- I think it's easy sometimes, even though he. this is going to sound weird because he's been the champ more than anybody else. I think it's sometimes easy to take him for granted in this promotion because we're, we're looking at all the, you know, cornies spotlighting over there and Lawler and Buddy and they're all saying outlandish things but but man Dirty White Boy is just the the, the steady Eddie top of the card in some ways rock of the promotion it's very easy to take him for granted because he's a rock and he's been there and he's solid and he's just a he's a, he's a, such a core piece you can take him for granted all the time and um, it goes back to a question I think we asked Brian last when he was on one of the first times on the show. We were talking about White Boy and who the MVP was. And I think um, – I think who, who did you say your MVP of Smoky Mountain was? I think it's him and Smothers, but I think he also said Dr. Tom and he also said Mark Curtis. Well, if you're going to talk but just that's wrestlers – But that's got – yeah. Dr. Tom is a valuable piece, but here's the thing. You can't disagree with any of those. And maybe we'll do a retrospective once we're done and figure out who the, oh, we'll have to, is. but maybe we'll do a, we'll do a, maybe we could do a smoky mountain wrestling star Wars and just bring on people. Yeah. Me, you and Harper. Okay. That's a really all you need. <laughs> Hell, that's a challenge these days. That that <laughs> constitutes a big ass event. That's, that's a big event. That's not a Star Wars like six hundred five. That's like a Star Wars like world class. Like we're bringing in people from other promotions and shit for this big card. <laughs> except it's except it's just us. Man, all life right. used to be so simple. What happened? I don't know, man. But we used to all t- just get together and record and talk about this shit, and then we just you know it's like a we just we we had to make things too too difficult. I can tell you what I do know as I stop the Patreon video. I do know that uh, you can um, go to our Facebook. Blow group. me. Oh, no. Oh. You can uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Book in the Territory on either of those. I'm going to give Hopper's thing. I'm not going to give tiny URLs out. I'm just going to say just search Book in the Territory on Facebook or BTT underscore podcast on Twitter and give us follows there and likes there. Uh, shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis, Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Check them out. They support us. Please support them. Also, shout out to our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. They support us. Please support them. They give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Good shows. 
check those shows out and enjoy them. And um, don't forget to become a patron. Get access to the ECW shows, the world-class shows, the pre-shows. 200-plus episodes up right now for you to enjoy at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Doc, it's just you and I, but uh, you want to hit the tagline and take us home? I would love to. Wait, what is it? Hit it. Oh, book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to shout out a couple of people, friends of the show. Also want to shout out some Patreon members and thank them for their patronage. Uh, Before I do all that, like I said, a couple of friends of the show and podcasts that we hope you support. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Monday mornings, the shows drop. They talk current and classic wrestling, along with some indie stuff, too. But it's a good show. They're friends of mine. So please support them because they support us. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata, and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, definitely more professional than we are. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. We appreciate it. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Prue and JV. They do their show. I believe their shows are dropping on Wednesdays these days. I keep forgetting, but uh, they're basically breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike and JV as they do their thing. Great show. And also Mike and JV do the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed at the $5 level. So good guys doing some good work, and I appreciate it, Mike and JV. Thank you for all of your support. And like I said, I want to thank all the Patreon members out there for their support and patronage. We really appreciate it. We do two shows a week that are free. And then in addition to that, we do more because of you guys. And we appreciate that. So thanks for supporting this show. Uh, It's definitely a great thing that you do for us and and supporting us. I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm eternally grateful for all the patrons we have. And as I'm talking about being eternally grateful, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. 
Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunifen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. I know you would love when I say that. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassy, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, at Ryan and Auburn, that is, on Twitter. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Marecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. That list is getting longer and longer. And I appreciate it. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and supporting this show and everything we do. That's all I got. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and week and whenever or month or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you very much. And like Hopper always says before we get out of here, book it, bitch.